Hey, sweet sunshine. Welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine life coach, and I created this podcast to share small and sometimes big things we can do that will help us feel better in and about our body and our life. Ideas on how we can support ourselves on our journey to health, happiness, boundary setting, and creating that balance in our busy ass lives, right? It's for anyone And it's especially for those high achieving mamas and women out there that make zero time for themselves and feel like no matter how much they've done, how much they're doing, how much they've given, it's never quite enough, right? This entire podcast is about the missing ingredients in our lives that help us put the pieces of ourselves back together. And I can get a little bit spicy, so... Probably gonna swear, but friend, there's a lot of us stuck in that loop. So let's get going on today's episode. All right. I am like two weeks in on having no coffee, and I feel like I'm (laughs) feel like I'm a little bit loopy, but it's so fine. It's good. This is what I do to myself all the time. Just experimenting with what makes me feel fantastic. So today we're talking about the three essential relationships we need in our lives to support our mental, emotional, and physical health. This whole episode is actually based off of one of the modules from my burnout recovery and prevention course that is so close to being done. The entire program is based on real life actions that you can take to help you not only recover from feeling burnt out, but also just feel really good about yourself, in your body, about your life. Um, It's just really like an introduction for ways that you can prioritize yourself. And I am really excited about it. So if today's episode lands with you, let me know if you want to learn more about that course. And as a side note, this is actually work that I do with my one-on-one clients as well. We're looking at all the different things that really impact our health and impact our experience of life. Loneliness is connected to higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide, and can definitely have a negative impact on our physical health. It's even comparable to smoking, which is intense. So the three key relationships are, number one, deep and meaningful connections with a few special people. Number two, light interactions with the human species. Got to get out of your house, yo. Number three, Deep and meaningful connections with yourself. This is the most important one, I think. We want to create a connection in each one of these categories, though, because we are a social species that actually needs time with other human beings. And all of us thrive under conditions of feeling as though we belong or like we're part of something. It creates, you know, just, it's just essential. Brene Brown talks about research that suggests we're better off with a single deep and meaningful conversation with someone we feel safe and connected with once a month versus small, insignificant interactions done daily with people we don't really connect with, you know, those shallow conversations. Other people do say, though, that the simple act of smiling at someone or striking up one of those kind of shallow, short 
conversations about the weather or whatever, um, or, you know, complimenting somebody when you see them can greatly improve and impact your health. We also need to reflect and be quiet and spend time with our own thoughts. This is usually the least prioritized, and I always say the most important. The truth is, though, it's a bit of everything, right? You can't just spend all your time thinking about your thoughts. So number one, let's get into these in like a deeper capacity now. Number one, we need to figure out who our people are that fill us up and hold our hearts, right? That that protect our light and keep us safe. So the question is, do you know who those people are for you? There only needs to be one or two or just a couple, right? If you're not sure, I recommend doing a friends and family audit, which just means going through maybe your phone and looking at the last 20 texts. And as you rest on each person, see how your body physically responds. Do you light up? Does your flame grow brighter and stronger? Do you feel light and safe and expansive? Or do you feel yourself kind of close up and retract and and want to sort of hide parts of yourself, right? Do you feel like your flame is being blown out like or or dimmed? Make notes. Pay attention. And I know it can hurt. Um, a lot of times when I do this work with clients, they discover that very few of their people are actually people that they feel safe with. So you might discover your life is full of candle snuffers. That happens and it stings. And it's also essential data because now you know where you stand, even though it's awkward. You can now sign up for that painting class and go meet some people who will potentially at one point, absolutely, you will meet someone who will help your light burn brighter. They are out there, even if it feels like they're not. I guarantee it. There's like 8 billion of us on this planet. And remember, if your time is spread thin over a wide net of light interactions, it is likely that you will feel a sense of loneliness. It is likely that you will feel alone. So in this category, we are going deep, not wide. Number two, light interactions. The time has come to challenge ourselves to go out into the world, our neighborhood, or local shops, and start looking at the people right in the face and then just smiling. (laughs) It is time, okay? Or you could try saying hi or striking up a quick conversation with your barista or saying thank you and have a nice day to your fabulous checkout person and grocery store beggar, okay? We need to actually start going places and potentially forcing ourselves to remember how to be a human being that belongs to and with a large pack of humans, We are all here together. And yes, it might feel awkward and uncomfortable. And you might be met with a wall of silence, right? 
people will be like, whoa, what is up with that chick? Why is she smiling and saying hello to me? That's okay. You're doing great. Keep going. Keep doing it. Because not only will this greatly impact your own health and happiness, it will impact theirs as well. It will impact every single person you smile, say hi, or give a wave, some gratitude, or compliment to. Even if they give you full-on blue steel back, trust me, you're doing great. Keep going. Keep pushing yourself into this because random acts of kindness are the quickest way to increase our own happiness. Now, often we associate it with needing to buy things for people or deliver flowers or whatever, which is great, but absolutely not essential, right? A smile is a random act of kindness. An expression of gratitude is a random act of kindness. A compliment, a small chat about the weather with the person you're waiting in line with. Those are all random acts of kindness. You don't have to be annoying about it, but just connect. Say hi. Smile at the babies, right? Challenge yourself to go out most days and connect with your local humans. It doesn't need to be anything dramatic. We just need to connect in some superficial, friendly, light way. Because if all of your time is spent saving your smiles for a select few, it's likely you will feel loneliness. Now, you know, when we combine that with meeting up with our deep and meaningful friendship people, I don't know, once a week or once a, a month or whatever it is, whatever works for your schedule, that's going to just create a more full and expansive feeling life. You're going to feel more connected to your human species, which we all belong together. Okay. Number three, you need to spend time with you. Full goddamn stop. And listen, I could talk about this one all day long. I'm going to try not to. (laughs) But this is the most important one and always the least prioritized. It's the most uncomfortable, the most awkward, the most painful and potentially scary. So we avoid it. We do everything to not hear what's happening in our thoughts. We start meditation practices to try and silence that bitch up. But... It's the most important relationship you will ever have. (laughs) When was the last time you made space for sitting with your thoughts without any distractions, technology, or avoidance, right? And I don't mean your to-do list or your survive-the-day mental planning session. No, I mean you with your thoughts, feelings, ideas, dreams, emotions, hot mess self, all the things. Can you remember? Can you remember when you did that last? Our desire to check out, distract, or avoid our own self is legit for a million reasons. But none of them are helping you live your best life or feel your best. None of them will get you on your path to your ideal health, wealth, or happiness. Like, you can't circumnavigate it. Oh, you guys hear that? My dog had something to say about it too. 
our relationship with ourselves is absolutely the most important relationship we have. Because if, if that relationship is rocky or non-existent, everything will feel hard and be built on shaky foundations. Everything else you try and do for self-care will feel hard and unimportant and not worth it and stupid. You will continue to believe that you don't have time, that saying no or setting boundaries isn't available to you, or that putting yourself first is selfish. You will continue to believe these thoughts and you will continue to experience all of the negative thoughts that go with those because you're not, listen, you're not thinking to yourself, ah, putting myself first is very selfish. It it doesn't sound like that, right? No, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like just keep going, keep pushing. You got to do this. You don't have a choice. Nobody else can do it. Like whatever. Okay. I'm digressing, but <laughs> so important. But I want you to pause and think of a time when you did feel rested, when you did take time for yourself, when you did say no, if that's ever happened to you, I want you to try and find any time. And then I want you to think of how you then showed up for your life. Were you happier, more peaceful, joyful, calm, engaged, maybe patient, nicer? If you were, How did that impact the people in your life? How did it show up in your relationship with your spouse, coworker, kids, lover, mom, or that nice old lady that needed help, right? What was the outcome of you feeling taken care of, you feeling heard, you feeling prioritized? I have yet to work with a client who doesn't at some point in our in our time working together realize that. All that time they'd been thinking it was selfish to put themselves first. It was, in fact, the most generous act they could do for everyone. There are many ways to go about getting to know yourself. And all of them start with deciding that you're worth getting to know, that you're worth investing time and energy and effort into, that you're worth, I don't know, sitting down for 20 minutes a week and just journaling what you're thinking, what you're feeling, that you're worth hiring a coach to help you excavate this stuff together. We, I mean, I am perpetually blown away with how I self-sabotage or how I have the thoughts that I still have. And I have been at working with coaches for so long. But still, we are complex people. My goodness. Okay. You have to decide that you're worth making and holding time for. The same as you would for the greatest friend in the world. Because perhaps that's the goal. To become your own greatest friend, right? Jeez. When was the last time you even thought about yourself like in that capacity? It's time to stop looking for permission or for someone else to create the time for you. Oh my gosh, I spent so many years in my life waiting for someone to create the time for me. Stop expecting other people to know what you need and then feeling angry and frustrated when they don't get it right. It is time to interrupt the nonstop negative self-talk and judgment in your head 
reminding you of all your worst fears and failures and fuck-ups and all the things, okay? It is time to stop all of that or start working on all of that or start unpacking all of that. And it is time to start being your own friend and reminding yourself that you are always worthy and lovable, that you are there and you are listening, right? Put your hand on your heart. I'm here and I'm listening and I'm just breathing. Oh my goodness. Maybe it's time to start understanding yourself more or discovering your passions, right? Or figuring out what makes you happy or why you're not happy or what your challenges are, what you're thinking about these days or why you keep interrupting your own damn joy, right? So many of my clients, they ha- they're like, I know I should be so grateful. I have everything that I thought I wanted and I'm not and I'm and and I'm miserable and I'm like listen you're just interrupting your own joy let's get to work figuring out why and how let's do it (laughs) but the only way to do that is to become intentional with spending time with yourself with your thoughts with your feelings Because if all your time is spent with others, it's likely you will feel a deep loneliness in your soul. But the truth is you're amazing. And and if you don't believe that yet, there's a good chance you just haven't really gotten to know yourself yet. So get to it, man. This last one is Like number three for me is actually a huge cornerstone of my work. It's everything because when you change the relationship you have with yourself, everything else gets better and easier. When you see what's happening in your mind that's holding you back or making you suffer, everything starts to change. So if that's something you feel is missing in your life, don't hang around waiting for it to magically change, for it to flick a switch and not be that way. Get to work. You can send me an email. You Hire a coach. <laughs> That's all. You can send me an email and we can get working, right? Sweet baby Jesus. That's why I'm doing this. So people feel better about themselves so they can enjoy themselves and their lives. Spending time connecting with yourself will improve your health absolutely, perhaps even more than anything else, because it's at the root of everything you do, every thought that you believe, and every action that you take. Okay, I want you to really think about that. Spending time connecting with yourself will improve everything because it is at the root of every choice that you're making. Every action that you're taking is based on ideas and thoughts and beliefs about who you are and what you need to be. And sometimes that shit is not serving us, right? Doing this work makes eating to support your health easier. It's what makes taking time out of your schedule to take care of your body or calm your mind easier. It's what helps you set boundaries without drama, right? And listen, if you're struggling with this, that's okay. It's normal. You're not alone in this, not even a little bit. This is uh, spread so far 
across so many human beings. Just remember that when things feel challenging, that's not always a bad thing. Often it's a sign that you're growing as a human and growth is always uncomfortable and fantastic, but always uncomfortable. And if you need help, that's okay too. You can email me at gwen at gwenjohnson.ca or head over to my website, gwenjohnson.ca and let's get to work. The links are in the show notes today and it might be that you're up for a done at, do it at your own pace course or it might be beneficial for you to do one-on-one work or it might be worth you just sitting down with your journal and really becoming very intentional with listening to what's actually happening in your thoughts, listening to yourself, starting to pay attention to how you're really freaking doing. How are you doing out there? All right. Get out there, smile at babies, laugh with some special people and start making regular dates with yourself. Because babe, Without a single doubt in the universe, you are worth getting to know. You are incredible. You are an amazing human. 